Welcome back to the show. Julian Stoops sitting in for Dwayne Russell. I'll tell you what, there is never a dull moment in the West when it comes to the West Coast Eagles. Dockers, bit dull in 2023. West Coast, on and off the field. AFLW, AFL, plenty going on. And the man that is all over it is Tim Gothage, SENWA breakfast host, of course, who joins us this afternoon. Uh, morning your time, Goss. Uh, hello, Jules. Yes, good morning to you. Yes, the West Coast Eagles are an all-or-nothing type of club. They yeah. win flags or have, have drama and Fremantle, well, they're just plain Jane. They don't do much. Mid-table mediocrity is not something West Coast do, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not. They command headlines uh, in big... And they go in, they go in uh, big moments or they go completely under the radar. So how's this news been met in the West today that Michael Pryor's time is up uh, with the AFLW team? Interesting, because it comes a couple of days after probably the best win the club has had in its AFLW history. Yeah. Um, put it this way, I received a call literally five minutes before going off air with Scotty doing breakfast this morning, Scotty Cummings over here. A bloke said, you don't know where this has come from, but uh, Michael Pryor is about to stand down. So I threw a line out, say there was news coming out of West Coast, had it confirmed, um, texted a, a contact who said probably survived a week longer than many thought. He didn't have a good week last week where he was critical of the AFL fixturing and basically threw you know, his players' skill sets and abilities under the bus a little bit, You know, talking about how bad they were in comparison to a team like Melbourne. Didn't go down well with the playing group. The captain sat alongside him, Emma Swanson, in a press conference. Not exactly sure she uh, was supportive of the coach at the time. They were already well uh, focused on bouncing back, and they did a job against Essendon, which is a fantastic win for the footy club, as you mentioned. So the timing of it is probably time to breathe after probably not a great week for him last week. And he probably thought to himself, well, I'm probably not going to be there next year going forward. He still has a job with the footy club. That's interesting. He works in community. Yeah, well, because the AFLW team... It's a little bit of a different setup. It's it's almost like not a standalone part of the club. It is a part of the community uh, section and services and engagement of the of the football club, and they do a lot through the Nick Nat Nui um, uh, engagement. And Hamish Brayshaw is a part of that and a part of uh, uh, developing the the club at a community level and across all facets. And the women's football program is a part of that. So I do think they need to get that in order as well. So Michael will stay at the football club. Don't think it comes as any great shock that he's not going to coach next year. But at the same time, he's probably felt he probably read the room about that and probably thought, now I'll go out on top with a win. So depending on what he wants to do in regards to his own coaching career going forward. Had he lost the players, do you think? I don't know about lost the players. Look, I was critical, and I still am critical, um, I think the program needs a real spit and polish. Mm. I really do. I look, at it, and again, this might be where they, it gets separation from the community aspect of the football club. Um, they've got incredible young talent group, a really, really impressive young talent group who I think are going to be very good in years to come. Um, have they lost the players? I think last week was a bad week. And I think if you could go back and listen to Emma Swanson and the way she spoke that we were gobsmacked but what he said post-game against, you know, they got flogged by Melbourne at home. They kicked two goals. I'll say this, Jules, and I've said it publicly and I'll say it again. West Coast Eagles team, and I don't know if this is the program or just the players, their best are elite 
but they drop off very quickly. Mm. And that goes for, in particular, their skills and in particular, their fitness levels. I look at Melbourne, and I, and I think it's a different beast. I think Melbourne and the Collingwood, probably Adelaide, Brisbane, I look at those players, I look at those players and I go, wow, their skills, their speed, their knowledge of the game is elite. Mm. And then I look at West Coast, and they are so far off the pace. And I don't think that's Michael, but he's been there almost three years. I don't think that's Michael's sole, uh, sole fault, but um, they've got to do something because they've got some really good talent, and that young talent won't want to hang around. Ella Roberts is elite, elite in any team in the competition. She won't hang around if they keep dishing up really poor performances, and they've got to get fitter, and their skills have to improve Across town, the Dockers, we're talking to Tim Gossage, SENWA breakfast host, the men. Uh, what's going to happen at Fremantle in the off-season? You'd have to say their list didn't improve, obviously, over the trade period, losing a, a couple of pretty important players to them. Justin Longmuir goes into next season, last year in his contract. Well, has there been any talk, will he get an extension before next year, early next year? How's that going to sit? Well, that's a good question because there's two trains of thought here. One is... Uh, should he get an extension because the list and the way that, you know, where they've gone at the trade and what they did to get Luke Jackson and all this sort of stuff, how that's played out is not solely his fault and whether he's a big part of it, whether he has a lot to do with list management, I'm not exactly sure. So every club does it differently. I know Adam Simpson has no impact on list management. He didn't even go to the combine, I'm led to believe. Um, so, and he hasn't done any interviewing of players. He sort of interviews the seasoned players who are trying to get a second gig at it rather than the youngsters who are going to be drafted. So every club does it very, very differently. Um, so there's some that think that Luke, uh, Justin Longmuir needs to be signed now as a, 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 as a show of support to say he's the right man. And there are some that saying that he is coaching for his career. Um, I think the list is all right. I think the list is good enough to be competitive. I think if Darcy and Jackson get it together, they still got to make. I think their back line's fine. I think their midfield's okay. Their forward line has to function. Yep. If Darcy comes back, then Jackson plays forward. Jackson's got to kick forty goals. They've got to get Amos and Sturt and a couple of others. But bottom line is they need to kick bigger scores to win. I I I think he's safe, and I and I think they're still very much in a top four window. I think if they can get top six, it will guarantee his tenure. Top four will give him a long-term extension. But if they have a very, very, very poor start, I think Justin's going to be staring down the barrel. Just finally, Goss, uh, as you said, you got the mail about Michael Pryor today and you were spot on. But in this industry, it doesn't always work out. I've got to give you credit because sometimes when we don't get it right, you've got to have the ability to take the mickey out of yourself. And you certainly did that <laughs> with Devin Robertson a couple of weeks ago, adding that you predicted... Yeah a recall yeah. bounce in the grand final, which is that opening bounce. That, that's not easy to do, Goss. <laughs> yeah, so we had this. Uh, we had to make the the, uh, the call in our pre, pre-grand pre final chat with Scotty Cummings and Gary Gibbonson, the 177-gamer for Frio. And something from left field of mine was the first bounce in the grand final would be recalled. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, and I did. I just, uh, Devin Robinson, I was taking it to the bank. My contact was absolutely watertight. And then Devin Robinson walked out of his exit meeting, and I've got made to look stupid. Eight. That's okay. I've been made. I've been. Hey, apparently I've been made to look stupid before. I'm happy to have it once or twice in my career, uh, but that, I haven't got too much wrong over the journey. No, Thank that you. is a rumor. I've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, Goss, uh, thanks for jumping on. Always appreciate your time. <laughs>
Hey, good on you, Jules. I'm glad you're doing the show because that means I'm not. Thanks, mate. Oh, good on you, Tim. 